0: People thought it might be $20 billion or even as high as $30 billion. So then the MTA puts out this capital plan this weekend. It's $51.5 billion. So at first blush, it's like, that's incredible. He brings in this guy. The guy says, how about this? And the MTA says, we'll give you that plus another $20 billion.
1: What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news story? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one conversation with our reporter, every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. Brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Visit our partner site, NBCNewYork.com slash you to help you on your health journey. Hackensack Meridian Health, life years ahead. So usually when you hear about uh, an agency's capital spending plan, many people glaze over, but we got to talk about the MTAs because they rolled it out this week, and it's a big deal. No, really, it's a big deal, the biggest one that they've done. So when I need to understand this, there's only one person I can go to, and that's Andrew Siff, who covers it, who rides the trains, who helps them ride it, I think, except he has to maintain his <laughs> objectivity. <laughs> Andrew, good to have you. You were one of the pioneers on the Debrief podcast.
0: It is good to be back, David.
1: And by the way, I'm David Oshry, by the way, for those just joining us, uh, an anchor here, and Andrew is one of our veteran reporters who covers transit, and we're coming to you from our busy newsroom. But Andrew, we wanted you to kind of take us through the highlights of the MTA's plan and explain to listeners
0: why um, this got some note. Well, there's a couple of things we've got to consider. You have to mention the political component here. So Governor Cuomo controls the MTA. He'll tell you he doesn't fully control it, but first of all, he has the most board members. The state is basically the overseer of the MTA. And Governor Cuomo knows at this point that people's opinions of the MTA couldn't be lower. So, subways have been in crisis for a couple of years, literal crisis, he declared a state of emergency. He brought in this guy, Andy Byford from Toronto to fix the subways. That was his charge, fix the subways. Byford says, all right, you want to fix the subways? You need modern signaling, brand new signals just like they did in England, just like we did in Toronto. In order to do that, it's going to cost billions and billions of dollars. You think you can do that? So Cuomo never really reacted to Byford's plan, which was called Fast Forward, and we reported on it. People thought it might be $20 billion or even as high as $30 billion. So then the MTA puts out this capital plan this week, and it's fifty-one point five billion dollars. So at first blush, it's like that's incredible. He brings in this guy. The guy says, "How about this?" And the MTA says, "We'll give you that plus another twenty billion dollars." So it sounds like, first of all, big win for Byford. Right. He says, "We got to do this. We need money behind it." And The MTA says, "Here's money behind." it. And
1: he it. said he was ecstatic, and the piece that right. presented Byford by said
0: he couldn't have been happier. I'm ecstatically happy. I mean, this could not be uh, better. This uh, plan, I think, exceeds my wildest expectations in that um, it addresses resignaling check. Uh, we talked about uh, making the system, the subway, fully accessible, check. We talked about reimagining and transforming bus service, check, uh, and all of the various other things that have to happen as well, upgrading power, buying new vehicles, um, re- truly uh, modernizing New York City transit and giving New Yorkers the transit system they want and deserve. So- and then so you've got this huge money plan. And it doesn't just do the signals that Byford called for. That $51 billion covers thousands of new buses. And we know bus service has been on the decline here. Thousands of new subway cars, around 2,000 new subway cars also money committed to the next phase of the second avenue subway which goes to east harlem and connects to metro north a really critical piece of that project the first phase of the second avenue subway just goes to the upper east side and all it really did was take some pressure off the lexington line the second phase connects it to the rest of the city east harlem underserved by the subway huge billions needed that's in the capital plan this is interesting going back to Andy Byford for a second he had said you got to make it as one of the core priorities to make this system the subway system more accessible. That is literally expansion for for people who are currently precluded from the system they literally can't use it. Well we've done many stories about how uh, disabled riders, senior citizens, there are lots of subway stations where they physically cannot enter. So
1: many challenges man there's
0: barely any elevators in the city. No elevator no escalator. So Byford recommended let's get 50 accessible stations in the next five years. This MTA capital plan calls for 70 in the next five years, more ambitious than Byford's plan. They've got billions of dollars accounted for in that capital plan to do it. Again, watchdogs are curious how quickly they can actually build these elevators and escalators, but even if they come close there, It's a huge change in the system.
1: Your live shot on air was from Woodside, was it? Right. Which really illustrated, I mean, how many flights of stairs was that? It's about
0: five flights of stairs to get to the platform. Woodside does have an elevator. If it's down, you're physically prevented from, and remember, that one's Long Island Railroad also at Woodside, and there are so many stations like that, they've tried to bring the key ones up to code with the Americans for Disabilities Act, Americans with Disabilities Act. But they're so far to go. Money is involved, and that's in this capital plan.
1: All right. So, in your piece, you presented a good pie chart. I don't. Know, you, you, knowing you, you may remember <laughs> the specific well, numbers. Well. But, yeah. and we're talking a little bit hypothetically because I think you have to explain that some of this still has yet to be approved. But in terms of where the money comes from for this capital plan, you kind of broke it down for
0: us. Right. The biggest chunk of it, 15, fifteen billion billion dollars, comes from congestion pricing, which is now the law of the land. They still have to figure out how that's going to work or they got about a year to iron out the details. Schedules? Because
1: many people have asked me this. When is this supposed to begin? It
0: begins roughly. January 2021, okay. January 1st, 2021. But the details are due to be announced next November, so okay. about a year from now. Those details include, uh, what if I drove over the George Washington Bridge and paid a toll? Do I have to pay another toll to drive to Midtown? Don't know yet. Okay. What about the West Side Highway? Don't know yet. We know the FDR is going to be exempt. That's okay. about all we know. Where are they going to build these license plate readers? On street corners, on lights? Don't know yet. That's all being And not to down. digress, but you also reported that some consideration of twice on the... Correct. The Midtown? Uh, regional plan association, which is a nonprofit that studies transit, they said, you know what? Do the toll in both directions. Here's why. It would be half the amount, so it's still the same amount of money. But if you do the toll in both directions, twice a day, drivers are like, uh, just got dinged, uh, just got dinged. If you do it in one direction, you might have route shopping where people are like, I know, I'll go down the West Side Highway and avoid the toll on the way in, and then on the way out, I'll go FDR and over this bridge and over. Th-. And they don't want to create these new sort of Waze style traffic patterns. You know how on Waze, yes. it gives you the alternate route and then suddenly everybody's driving on driving your block. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's a red line. So they don't want that. And so the regional plan says the way around it is to do two way tolling. That has to be decided. And you had a sell by
1: with the motorists. Everybody would start taking public transportation. That's what they want. I know.
0: And the point is, yes, to generate revenue, but they also want to discourage some vehicles from coming into the day, right? right? The whole to... way it's supposed to work, congestion pricing, is yeah. people say I don't want to pay that, I'll take the subway instead, then the subway ridership goes up the subway revenue goes up, the revenue from conge- congestion pricing helps modernize, and it's like this perfect circle. It did work for revenue in London, it worked in Stockholm, worked in Singapore, it's been successful everywhere they've tried it.
1: Okay, so that was a little sidebar, but getting back right. to the revenue for the
0: Back to plan. the revenue, they, they are banking on $10 billion from the Trump administration, uh, which might sound ambitious given that uh, the relationship the relationship number one and also there hasn't been an infrastructure commitment from the administration on the other hand the president did tweet that he supports the second avenue subway's next phase okay. highly specific uh, and it cer- certainly indicates that there's some possibility of funding there and it also calls for three billion dollars from the city of new york which in the past has paid a much smaller percentage of the equation but this particular capital plan calls for three billion from the city and three billion from the state. 50-50, Cuomo de Blasio, there's a little political side of that too. It's like, all right, you think I control the MTA? How about you pay half as well? Mm. How about that?
1: And you got the de Blasio administration reaction so far.
0: Their reaction was interesting, which was, we haven't really seen the plan, we'll get back to you. And you know what's interesting? There's, uh, there have been some good government groups who are saying, you know what? we haven't seen the plan either. The plan is basically $51 billion. We're gonna do this, 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 and this. But there's no actual meat to the plan yet. The MTA board hasn't seen it yet. And that's been some criticism that they haven't fleshed it out. And anyone can just say, I know, I'll come up with $50 billion and fix the system. So it's not all roses there. But for the most part, most people greeted it with, Good plan, let's actually see if this can happen.
1: We cannot continue to be uh, a city that people want to come to if our transit system is not modern. Okay, so you cover this. What are you going to be looking for next? There's some approvals that have to happen, some meetings. Is there a public way in? I mean, what what, what are you looking at next now? In this
0: seems process? like it'll go to the MTA board and pass pretty quickly. Then the question is, will they be able to set out an actual schedule to actually get this money and then spend it? One group called Reinvent Albany has said, it's all well and good for the MTA to have a capital plan that's huge, but they're still spending from their 2005 capital plan. They get the money and then they don't know how to spend it. They can't spend it efficiently. They're still drawing the designs for some next phase. So you've got money that's either sitting there or money that because they can't spend it, they spend it on other stuff. So that's one of the criticisms is the MTA doesn't have a great track record, if you pardon the pun, of actually accounting for every dollar.
1: And one other final question I think I have is from your reporter's notebook, uh, a note on your, on your beat. Um, there was a period there, there was talk of the tension between Byford and the governor, and then there was talk that maybe even Byford was going to leave. Um, where does that stand in this kind of presentation this week? Just, your, your, you know, your own sets of
0: covering this. It looks like things have calmed down, and that right now they've got a decent professional rapport they've figured out. I think the governor, whatever you think of the governor, He's no fool. So he has figured out, first of all, that Byford is pretty popular in the city and within the MTA. So getting rid of Byford wouldn't really help anyone's cause. That's part of it. I think the other part of it is that people close to the governor have convinced him there's political advantage in there to you, to keep him on, let him be the face of the subway, let him take the heat if it's not working. There's plenty of credit to go around if the subway becomes the best in the world. It's not like the the governor won't be able to claim some of that credit, and I think they have spoken. I think they've worked it out on some level. Are they gonna be super tight, appearing together at all times? I wouldn't expect it, but I think they've figured out, let's both figure out a way to fix this system.
1: All right, well, they all seem to be firing on the same I want to say pistons but that's not that's not right for our analogies here our metaphors here so we'll see Andrew, as always, we're going to have to have you come back and explain and sort through. This.
0: I will definitely be back before the scheduled opening of phase two of the Second Avenue Subway in 2029. So for sure, before that happens and you know, we could take the, the Q train up to 116th Street and Second Avenue before that, I'll be back. We'll be back.
1: <laughs> Andrew Sip, thank you, buddy. And, uh, I'm your host, David Ushery. want to thank our uh, producers, Jesse Edwards and Ben Berkowitz from the NBC New York digital team. We will check you out next time on The Debrief.